Welcome to Everyone's a Critic, a show where a guest picks a movie rated below 40% on Rotten Tomatoes and tells us why critics got it wrong. I'm your host, Yanis Cove, a formerly pretentious film school student who 10 years later sees the error of his ways. My guest today is a writer and one of the founders of the satire website The Belladonna, Brooke Preston. Hello, so glad to be here. How are you today? Oh, uh, every day is a joy in 2021. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> Who I, don't knows? know to, I don't know how to answer that question anymore at all. <laughs> uh, you know, in the last, the events of the last year have rendered that question like mm. useless. I always ask it, and everyone's answers always kind of just like, uh... Uh, I'm here, mm. uh, so that's good. <laughs> but you're still you know you're still working and everything aren't you so yes things are yeah. no it's it's wonderful it's good and i am thrilled to be here <laughs> uh what else have you been up to lately oh gosh uh you know just uh, i work a day job and uh, i'm a copywriter for my yeah. alma mater and then i also have been writing comedy here and there i've kind of taken a, a bit of a break from teaching just because i was Oh, you have? Um, yeah, just doing that for the last three years, and it's mm. it was great, but it's good to sort of collect my thoughts and take a breath and decide yeah. what I want to do next. I'm teaching a couple of workshops for Thurber House um, online next okay. month. They're based here in Columbus. It's the former home of James Thurber. Uh, mm. And so I, I am teaching a couple of, like, one-off things. But, yeah, so just kind of taking a, a needed breath after – years of <laughs> of not and so that's been nice um and you know it makes me be able to be capable of having creative thoughts and ideas again which is yeah. nice after a while <laughs> um, you were doing you were doing the second city thing for a while weren't you yeah um, um taught in that you, program and this in the satire writing program for yeah because I, I took that i took that just before i took that with caitlin uh, yes. Campbell, just just before you started teaching it. yes and now um Amy Estes and Carlos Graves, and there's some wonderful teachers there oh, now. Nice. Yeah, carrying on the tradition. And I, I may very well, uh, you know, go back and teach uh, in a new program there in the future. But for now, I'm just yeah. enjoying still, um, still one of the editors of the Belladonna, which is really gratifying yeah. and, and awesome. Um, so yeah, just I always have my hands in eight or nine things at any one time, like any self-respecting comedy writer, right? Yeah, that's the same as me. I'm just doing like so many different things at once now. I'm just like trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but um, you've come on today to, and you were very excited for this. You wanted to talk about the movie Newsies. It's maybe the thing I'm most excited about. Really? <laughs> I don't know. It's been a, it's, let's say it's been a, a major passion in my life since the age of 14. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what, wait, did you, so did you see it when it first came out or did you, like, did, were, you, were you late to it? I don't feel like I have a memory of seeing it in the theater somehow, even though it very much would have been in the wheelhouse of something I, I would have seen in the theater, but somehow it missed me 
But then very soon after that, it made the rounds of like the sleepovers of the, you know, 14 and 15 year old girls who weren't cool enough to be invited to parties. (laughs) (laughs) Of which I was very much one. And so, you know, all the girls in my, all the girls in my church youth group would gather together and (laughs) feel our little feelings about Christian Bale. The the young Christian Bale, but I thought he was... So my my, I I'd never seen this before. I thought he was, I, for some reason in my head I was like, oh, he's gonna be ten years old, <laughs> and then he was like eighteen. No, yeah, fully grown. Uh, yes, I know. Yeah, yeah young, younger. Because I knew it was about kids. Right. That's the thing. Sure. And, but you know, yeah. as Hollywood does, you know, he's yeah. like a thirty-year-old playing a seventeen-year-old <laughs> yeah. boy. Um. So like it, it started as the movie, right? And then yes. it, then it became a musical afterwards on stage. Oh yes, yes. It so, was yeah, because I thought 19... I thought it was the other way around. <laughs> no, I mean, it would be reasonable to assume that. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> this is the the less common movie musical that then is turned into a Broadway musical. So it's yeah. they what they did is a reverse Hamilton. So yeah. they did it's like this and hairspray. <laughs> yes, exactly exactly right. Um pioneered the genre. Uh it, but it was so it came out in what 1992. 92, and yeah. Yes, in in the UK it was uh I just found this out. It was released under a different name. It was called The News Boys. So Really? Yes. I've which, never known it as that. I've always known it as Newsies. Well, apparently it was released as the Newsboys, which here, wow. especially in 1992, was a popular Christian contemporary musical group. So that would have been very <laughs> confusing. Okay, now I have to look something up because I couldn't find it on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is it not just not on here? But now I have to look up if it's under the Newsboys. <laughs> yes, I couldn't find it either. Well, it's you can rent it on Amazon Prime. Right, yeah. Um, and I, it's and on I Amazon it. Prime, yeah. And of course I own it, but anywhere else you can't find it. <laughs> it's not, they have the, the music, the stage version on Disney plus, but they didn't have the. Yeah, yes. The and I, I don't want to start this podcast out on a sour note, but. It is on there. Oh no. Oh, is it? Oh, it's under there on Newsboys. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is revelatory. Um, wow. I'm interested to know. I, I mean, I can't imagine there would be any changes other than the name. I don't think so. I, w- I mean, I watched your version of it, I guess. Right. So. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Okay. So if so, UK fans of the podcast uh, go to watch the, the news, news boys. boys. That's right. The Not to boys. be confused with the news boys. I've really boys, never heard Christian it called group. that. That's so confusing. Yeah, nor Why I. would they change it? It's unsettling. I guess like... I guess because yeah, like, news, news isn't really a term here, but is it a term I, But there? it's, no. Like, I mean, a hundred years ago, I'm sure it was, which is when the movie is set. But no, it's, I mean, vaguely, but I mean, I've heard mm. the term, but no. Yeah. I think I've only heard it from this. Uh, but at the same time, I, like, this, this was <laughs> a critical and commercial bomb. Yes, initially. It was initially, yeah. not well received. Um, it, so it's got 39% on Rotten Tomatoes and, <laughs> and, and yes. it made no money, 2.7 million, N- no money. <laughs> and it, it, I mean, really you can com- 
you can convert that into UK pounds. It's still not no money. Yeah, that's that's like two million pounds. It's not good. Um, <laughs> yes, it was definitely not well received, but it's much like um, other '90s movies like Office Space. It quickly yeah. found its cult following, which were well, yeah, thirteen to seventeen year old girls who. Well, here's the other thing. It's eighty eight percent from the audience. Well, let me tell you why. <laughs> uh, let me tell you uh, all about why Newsies is the best. Let's hear um, it. First of all, this movie had no business having a cast as good as it had, right? The so, cast is great. Like, it's a very good cast. You hear, oh, a movie musical about Newsboys, and you're like, okay, I'm not sure I'm sold. Didn't we do this sort of thing with Oliver? Isn't that basically mm. what Oliver was? Right. Yeah. And do we need another entry into this genre? Um, but then you have young Christian Bale. Yeah. You have Bill Pullman, who <laughs> literally everyone loves. Um, <laughs> you have Robert Duvall somehow. And, yeah. Very and, strange role. In a, in a bizarre role that he goes all in on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, why is he so committed to this? <laughs> Why is he so committed to this role in this in this bomb of a movie musical? But he's like a hundred percent. He goes full Daniel Day Lewis in this movie, yeah. and then Anne Margaret is also in yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then you had like the cast of singing and dancing newsboys, newsies, mm. uh, who were like at the time not. I, I mean, I I think there were a lot of faces that I recognized because I watched a lot of. I don't know if you had. Um, we had Nickelodeon like the Saturday night for teens. Yeah, that was yeah, called yeah. Snick. Snick, uh, yeah. Yeah. So Snick uh, had a show called Roundhouse, the Roundhouse, and it was sort of like Saturday okay. Night Live for teenagers. Oh, and nice. there was a lot of singing and dancing. And all of, I think basically every uh, teenage boy from Roundhouse was also in the cast <laughs> of Newsies. They just they took them all, just whole cloth. They were like, "Yes, you're all in." Uh, it was a lot of the kind of people that will pop up in movies and these like the Mighty Ducks. You know, you'll be like, yeah, oh, I that's, recognize that's exactly that guy. It, yeah. yeah. Mm. So it's like a lot of faces that. And, we, and then we one grew of the other. It's um, the other guy is the guy that played uh, young Tom Hanks in Big. Yes, David Moscow. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> in an equally seminal role. <laughs> <laughs> uh absolutely and yeah so so the cast is incredible and then it was directed by kenny ortega who went on to like mm. great things right like he did all M the many many things absolutely it did like the descendants movies and now he's kind of a disney legend high school musicals yes all um, the high school musical movies he did the um the he was doing the the michael jackson tour before yes. like he was directing that over here when he died like um, basically, if you go through Kenny Ortega's resume, you'll be jealous of every of every line. Like you'll be like, yeah. "Oh, that's amazing! I wish I had done he, that." He he is musical. Yes, like, he knows he knows them so well. Yes, and, and, and he choreo and he choreographed it as well. Yes, <laughs> and Alan Menken wrote all of the songs. Alan Menken, yeah, a legend. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> which that, we'll get to later. <laughs> and I believe this is the same. I mean, close to the same year as maybe Aladdin came out which he also wrote so like a huge year for alan Menken. yeah i think it's like the same yeah you might be right it's either the same year or like a year apart i mean very close it's in the it's in that same time frame yeah 
So, I mean, this is like peak Disney. So it's, yeah. it's also strange. I mean, we're, it's in the golden age of Disney of like Aladdin, Lion King, Beauty and the mm. Beast. And also one of the writers, um, I also love that this had a woman co-writer, uh, Noni White. She was, she wrote for a lot of the Disney musicals oh, really? like Tarzan and um, Hunchback of Notre Dame and all of those. Oh, okay. So yeah, so there was all the ingredients were there <laughs> for a mega hit that just did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's the subject. You think? You think it's the, there's? Do you think Disney overestimated people's interest in sens <laughs> sensational journalism from a hundred years ago? <laughs> I don't think it should have been a musical. Oh, so I also read this in my extensive research 20 minutes ago, uh, right before it came <laughs> on, which is uh, when they first wrote it, it was not meant to be a musical. Right. <laughs> about boys. And then Jeffrey Katzenberg, the uh, producer, said, I want it to be a musical. So we have Jeffrey Katzenberg to thank for this masterpiece. <laughs> of course. Of and I don't use that term lightly. Of course yeah. it did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a Katzenberg <laughs> production. So, yes. So we have this this movie that is um, like kind of plopped right in the middle of this golden age of Disney that no one really knew what to make of it. But I, yeah, I think it's also like a golden age of Disney animation as opposed right. to golden age of Disney. <laughs> Disney. A small, a, a small detail. <laughs> <laughs> which is why i also think it was like so they were getting lion king aladdin you know like little mermaid and then this in the middle of those and, and everyone's just like what's yeah. this <laughs> and then robert duvall the people <laughs> yeah. want robert duvall playing a crazed elderly uh newspaper magnet <laughs> in mental decline that's what the, that's what the children want to see in the theaters. So, how many times have you seen this at this point? Do you think? I don't know that there's Can a number. A guess? I I know that it will seem like hyperbole, but I've seen it hundreds of times. That's okay. Yeah, I can believe it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I give off that energy, right? Like, I give off no, well, the energy. Well, I mean, I, I believe it in terms... Because, like, everyone that comes on this always has the... They, they always have a movie that they love and they've always seen it hundreds of times. Well, the, also, this became a movie for me. Like, um, there are movies like Die Hard that people will say, uh, based on the content, is it a Christmas movie or not? But then this is a yeah. different kind of movie for me, which absolutely has nothing context or, or content wise to do with Christmas or the holidays but to me is a Christmas movie because I watched it with my mom every year Aww. at Christmas and so to me I'm like when people are like what's your favorite Christmas movie I'm like newsies <laughs> no we said Christmas movie right and they're like does it even is it does it take place at, even in winter and I'm like absolutely not no 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 it doesn't it, thank it's, you it's there's like an undetermined time it takes place in. <laughs> yes, exactly it's right. Clearly it, not Christmas. Yeah, indeterminate season, not winter, <laughs> is what it, I believe it says on the first page of the script. <laughs> Exterior indeterminate season, New York. 
it does tell well it does say 1899 new york that's all we learned absolutely yes um and then we're just launched into their world (laughs) yeah it's well do okay so since you have seen it so many times you're probably going to give a better explanation of what it is do you want to give like the a brief uh synopsis of what this is about (laughs) you would think so and yeah um (laughs) so because I've um, only seen it once, and it was a little bit confusing. I'm not going to lie. Right. Yeah, no, it is. Um, at times, it's it's baffling, even, some would say. <laughs> I, I would say, at the, in the simplest of terms, it is the, the based-on-a-true-story tale of the 1899 newsboys strike uh, of news, newsboys in New York City and the struggle between two uh major new york newspapers to have increasingly sensationalistic headlines to win more business and put the other out of business and uh you know newsies is about everything (laughs) it's about (laughs) it's about unions it's about capitalism it's about uh yellow journalism it's about you know all of all of the things everything you want in a musical (laughs) everything you want All of the classic tropes of the musical. <laughs> Union busting. Uh, <laughs> uh, senility. Like, all, all of the things that the, the kids want to see in the screens. It has it all. Yeah, that's and the then, other thing. It's definitely a kid's movie. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely it is. It's a family film where you can teach your children about the evils of capitalism. <laughs> And the importance of a free press, I think. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. And within this tale, uh, we see this all sort of through the lens of Jack Kelly, Jack Cowboy Kelly, uh, yeah. a, a sort of a, on the older end, long in the tooth for a newsboy. The rest are maybe, you know, 12 to 16, and he's about 36. <laughs> How old is he in this, do you think? Well, I looked it up, and he was about 18 when they filmed it. Oh, I think he looks older than that. Wow. He, he does look older. Um, yes. Yeah, so... Because um, Sarah is also 19. Okay. Well, I mean, kudos to them for actually casting almost age-appropriate yeah. people. Yeah. So he's sort of I becomes, feel like Sarah's uh... supposed to be younger as well, though. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Um... I feel like she's supposed to be about 15. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yes. And, and then, then, like, in the day, you know, like, if, if they were that true to history, I'm sure by then she would have been married with two children. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. By 15. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, and then it, so it follows Jack and his merry band of, uh, you yeah. know, sort of love, irascible, gritty newsboys through the streets of New York as they decide they're not going to take it anymore because they're, <laughs> their cut of the newspapers goes down and down so the rich guys can make more money. Something we yeah. know nothing about, of course, in modern society. Um, <laughs> What's that? What's capitalism? That's that ended back then. <laughs> that's right. Thankfully, we've overcome it today. Um, but this is a good look back at how uh, <laughs> all, the ultra rich would push down the working class, uh, yeah. and they they go on strike, and they have a very good time doing it uh, through through uh, the songs of Alan Menken. Yeah. <laughs> great great synopsis thank you <laughs> <laughs> no that is that was way better than i was gonna do i did my best I, I, it's 
there's that is not to say that that covers even a smidge of what actually happens in the movie um because we'll, there we'll, are, we'll go over it but yeah yeah there are there are a wild amount of of subplots <laughs> and side characters <laughs> and baffling scene choices but um, there's, there's subplots but that the go gist. nowhere <laughs> absolutely nowhere yeah no um <laughs> But are delightful none the same. Um, so what is what's your feeling about the songs in this? Because that's one of the biggest criticisms I did notice uh, from other from the from the critics and everything. Well, that the songs were the worst part. Well, uh, I would tell those people that they should stop reviewing movies because the songs are the best part. <laughs> <laughs> the songs are the best part. Um, so I would say I was a big time choir kid who has now okay. turned into a big time choir adult. And <laughs> so, I mean, this just spoke, this just like hit all the right buttons for me, you yeah. know? So uh, to me, I think that is heresy. I don't think you should criticize Alan Menken in any public forum. I love Alan Menken. Yes. I think he, the man knows how to write a melody and an inspiring lyric. Um, so when I, earlier when I said I didn't want to start the pot out on a sour note, it's because I was going to say, yes, I have seen the movie musical um, adapted for the stage that, that they mm. put on Disney+, Plus, like the Broadway version. And yeah. I consider that to be an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> I have the strongest feelings about the about the musical. What's um, what's bad about that one? So I have very strong feelings about the musical. Um in that I feel strongly that it is an abomination. <laughs> um I mean to put it in gentle terms. Mm. Um so I feel like here's here's my issue with it. Um you can either when you adapt from the screen to the Broadway stage, you can either have yeah. total fidelity with new, you know, with the same songs and with the same <laughs> lyrics and with the same characters, or you can, you know, maybe you failed to get the rights. And so every, <laughs> every character is like a little bit off and the songs, <laughs> you know, the songs are totally new and it's like more oh, of no. just like the general concept. They kind of tried to like split the difference where it's generally the same idea, but then like you're halfway through a beloved song from the movie and then they just like change the lyrics or they like skip a verse or they add in an and it's like it's just enough that way so that you can never weird. sing along. <laughs> so you're, like it would be like if you, you know, whatever your favorite song is, if they changed every fifth word of it. And so you're like trying to sing along on the radio, you know, and like instead of Miley, Cy like Miley Cyrus Wrecking Ball, she comes on and is like, I came in like a hammer. <laughs> and you'd be like, there's no reason to change it. There was, no, it was fine. Like it was fine the way it was. It would be one thing if it were like, well, now, you know, this is culturally insensitive. And so we've mm. updated some of the lyrics. It's just it's, it's nonsense. There's nothing. <laughs> so it's just it's just sort of someone was like, you know what would sound better? <laughs> like instead of carrying the banner, what if we carry the newspaper? <laughs> like, just, it just ruins. It ruins it for me. It's all tainted, and I can't watch it. Um, well, plus, it, no Christian Bale, so forget it. Yeah, and it—that's another thing, though. He—he does—he wants no part of Newsies anymore. He like—he's ashamed to have been a part of it. 
Well, I mean, what has he done since? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only big thing he's ever done. <laughs> I, I feel it was his career peak, but I mean, <laughs> o- others will feel differently. <laughs> I would really like to see him do like a reunion special now. I would pay any amount of money to see Batman era Christian Bale riding on his little horse at like 260 pounds of muscle you know trying to be a newsboy at age 45 i want him as the robert duval character (laughs) yes absolutely oh because you know he'd like read the prosthetics as well and everything he'd go so into it 100 (laughs) percent um yes i I'm going to start a GoFundMe right directly after this and we're going to get this going. <laughs> I, I believe we can make it happen. I did read that he was like, when he was making it though, he was ashamed to tell his friends that he was in a musical, which well, is very I mean, funny. In total fairness, it is very unlike, I mean, the closest thing I can think of that would be something that he, like another project of his would be Swing Kids. But even I, that. I don't, I don't even know that. Oh, it's it's very good. I mean, it's not a musical. He, right. it's it, there is music in it because it's basically about um, young, like teenagers in Nazi era Germany that mm. had to uh, go underground. You know, they got very into like jazz and swing music, which for obvious reasons oh, right. was was frowned upon by the yeah. Nazi regime. And uh, some of them were being swept along in like the uh, youth movement like the hitler youth movement and all of this but mm. then secretly they're going to these like dance clubs to listen to jazz <laughs> like, but it was more of a drama with like some nice set piece like uh, dancing Does, uh, so, yeah. that happened yeah right uh but that's the closest how old was he that in that was, was that a long time i mean was that, that was after? a that was in the same general same... time period okay. yeah i'd say it was within a year or two. Oh right so then he got then a few years down the line he got big right. and right yeah <laughs> um and then like Batman american happened. psycho type and then <laughs> right and then you never look back yeah um but you know you can't you can't fight the hand that feeds you it's like when people win american no. idol over here like know. you know you can either be kelly clarkson and be like you know i'm grateful for the opportunity it made yeah. me who i am today and then you kind of move on from it but you're still like gracious mm. or you can be the people that like pretend like you're not famous because of it <laughs> like, i know um everyone my age that i know that still loves christian bale like that's how they know i mean that was the first that was their first touch right like that was the first little taste so you know maybe maybe don't bite the hand that feeds you (laughs) yeah for me it's definitely american psycho is where i first knew of him that and shaft which uh, i think those are both considered um sort of emotionally connected sequels to Newsies. <laughs> yeah, American Psycho and Shaft. Yes, I believe they're belie- they're meant to be taken as a trilogy. <laughs> That's how it's designed. Well, he's good here, and then he, like, slowly gets worse and worse. That's what you learn. It's sort of a Breaking Bad scenario. <laughs> <laughs> this sort of is the prequel, and it tells a little bit about how he became <laughs> how he became american psycho <laughs> pushed to the brink pushed push to, to the, the brink, brink by yeah. capitalism <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh that'd be so funny so i urge you all tonight to you know make a watch, night of it and just yeah watch if you're gonna do three. a double bill well, yeah if you're gonna do a, 
if you're gonna yeah. set up a billing of like watching a, a series of movies make it those yeah absolutely um <laughs> definitely the best trilogy has ever been a part of <laughs> for sure hands down i can't think of another one that would be um, better <laughs> <laughs> so let's let, let's talk about let's go through the movie then and because yes um so it opens and it says based on actual events which i'm sure is a very loose term for based on uh, of like what the events are based on I mean, so short of the singing and dancing um and the specific character names not that much i mean this really this newsboy strike really did happen yeah, and... I, that's the, I, I thought that's as far as it went. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the actual characters and, and all of that were, I'm sure, amalgamations of, of people. But yeah, they, yeah. the historical um, piece of the Newsboy strike was actually somewhat based in fact. <laughs> because they were like, you know what? We really need something to ground this movie musical. <laughs> like, yeah. We really need to. We can't just make it up whole cloth. Children won't believe it. <laughs> like the children won't believe it. They need to what be we need educated. Is realism. That's right, gritty realism. Um, uh, so yes, it opens uh, with that and with a bunch of the newsboys, sort of in a boarding house where they all yeah. live as it's orphans and runaways. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's yes. It is like. A sequel to Annie. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, poor orphans and runaways. They say. That's where so. I thought it was. Well, that's why I thought it was going when it opened like that. Yeah, I thought it was going like the Annie route. I guess. You know, like so Christian that... Bale would be adopted by a nice family, <laughs> like try to make it out in the world. <laughs> um, um, they're all sleeping head to toe in their bunks. And, yes. Um, they've all got these hilarious accents. Like, they're so. <laughs> Yes, it's very like they all took one drama class. <laughs> at, like they took one Gotham like drama class um where about like the New York dialect and it's it's very like Robert De Niro on steroids. Um Yeah. Yes, it's like They're very like, taxi but, driver. But it's called it's kind of like I don't know, it's very funny cuz Christian Bale's accent it's fine until he starts singing and yes. then it really comes through. You can hear the, like the Welsh accent coming yes. through. Yes. 100%. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't <laughs> I think if they were just sort of like, you know, we're asking a lot of him, like he really doesn't <laughs> sing. Um, so like, let's just kind of leave it at that. <laughs> like, yeah. I think it was sort of like, this was around the same time that they released Robin Hood, uh, Men of the, uh, yeah. uh, Prince of Thieves, Prince of whereas Thieves, yeah. like Kevin Costner yeah. couldn't pull off an English accent. So they just re-recorded it all. And we're like, it's fine. <laughs> just be American. Like no one will question it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and similarly, I mean, that had Alan Rickman in a truly brilliant over the top. He was sort of the Robert mm. Duvall of that movie. Yeah. So <laughs> that was sort of the formula of the time. You had to have someone just completely at like a 12 out of 10 at all times yeah. in every scene and then like a a lead sort of like trying to pull off an accent that they really had no business <laughs> trying to do <laughs> well speaking of which i just did um the latest um uh what's it called king arthur movie and yes that have you seen it i have not i've seen the trailer okay so Jude Law is doing a very over-the-top villain role in that. 
and uh, the uh, Charlie Hunnam is doing like appalling, just like that. His accent is just it doesn't fit, <laughs> and so that's I don't know if it's just like something of those movies that they do. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, I think Costner just really opened that door for everyone else to just kind of phone in an accent at that point. Mm. It was sort of like, whatever you can manage is fine. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's fine. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very good. funny. I, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah. they but they all talk in this movie with like, Moira and all that's like, oh, like absolutely. That um yeah which is just like what, yeah it's just what we think of at least in the uk like that's how you would it like they would do a new york accent a hundred percent it was like how would someone in another country think that you do a new york accent yeah <laughs> do that <laughs> yes. but do it more bigger yeah <laughs> um yes it is hilarious They're oh it also funny. has in that scene, um, I remember being so excited because uh, Max Casella is sort of his little right-hand man, and he played uh, he's, Benny he's doing yeah. from Doogie Howser growing up. Oh, okay. uh, Did you ever watch that show? It was about no, like the... No, I was, I was too... I was like too young. Three, I was yes. like three years old or something. <laughs> yes. Well, you missed a real classic, but it's about a young doctor. It was about a yeah. 16-year-old kid who was a brilliant doctor, and uh, Vinny was his little... Oh. you know scratch sidekick it was his little buddy um so he like at the time he was sort of a big name too like he came really? in and everybody i mean i think people knew who he was because he'd been on mm. a hit tv show well, that um, was a very it was a huge show wasn't it so oh yeah so i think everybody was like benny um so yeah they kind of all go about their like it's sort of that classic getting ready for the day montage yeah <laughs> like we're all pushing each other out of the way of our one mirror and we're shaving yeah. our one chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, yeah, C Christian Bale starts shaving in it. <laughs> right. scene, it's very funny because it's like, he's not old enough to shave. <laughs> and he's, he's, complete, got... he's completely clean shaven to begin yeah, with. He's like, they don't shaven, even bother, yeah. They didn't even bother trying to be like, throw out a, like, a couple days worth of uh, five o'clock shadow. I don't shadow. know if he could. <laughs> I doubt it. Doubtful. But uh, yeah, so they're all you know getting ready for their day as then there's as like the little kid smoking a cigar yeah <laughs> they really want to show that these kids they are not normal kids they've had they've had, <laughs> they've a, had hard, a rough, rough and tumble yeah. life <laughs> they smoke cheroots and say marginally bad words it's pg so yeah. they can only they can't really curse but the the first song i wrote down um what a fine life. I don't think that's the title of the song though, but like I think it's that, uh, carrying kind of the, the banner. Theme. It's what song? Yes. Uh carrying the banner. Carrying the banner, yeah. Because the banner was like the newspaper. So you're carrying the right. headline, you're carrying the banner. So and again, a term children would be very familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> Just we're speaking in the parlance of children of the day, of the nineties. Um, carrying the banner. <laughs> yes, you know, as one does. <laughs> Any kid who's had a paper route would know all about that. No, they yeah. wouldn't. Um, no, they would have never heard of that ever. Uh, and the, they, the general theme is just like, oh yeah, look, we're we're like these rough and tumble boys. We but, don't have a we don't have an easy time. Yeah. We don't have it easy. We don't have parents. We're very emotionally traumatized, and we want yeah. to really point that out. But also, like things are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's such a plucky song. Like it's like 
we're going to go out of our way to tell you how bad we have it, but still how happy we are (laughs) despite that. So they're, they're all just hanging in there together, selling these papers for like, uh, it's a penny a pape. So you get one, one penny, which I know inflation. Yeah. Penny a pape. Because paper is too long to say. I know. I hate it. It it really bothered me every time they said paper, though. (laughs) Absolutely. It felt very false. Um, (laughs) And, like, even with inflation, you have to think that, like, that's not a lot of money. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I know you could buy a house back then for, like, $4, but still, I don't know. It feels like like a raw deal. I want to know how much, like, so... What were they buying it for originally? Like, because they they had to buy it off. Of, they had to buy like their however many papers. Mm, yes, there was an exchange was... rate. <laughs> yeah, they have to go buy their papers and then, and then sell, they sell them. them for a penny. Yeah, right. And this is what causes the strike: is that mm. the rate that they have to buy the papers for goes up. Yeah, but... it goes up to a tenth of a penny. Right. Like I guess my my question is, why can't you just sell the paper for more money? <laughs> like, why can't you turn around and be like, papers are now a dollar. <laughs> that's it. it like, just, who's it to be... stop you? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's capitalism. Itself. That's capitalism, baby. You turn around and be like, a paper's a quarter now. Sorry. <laughs> These... uh, but the other the other question I had was that if <laughs> if Christian Bale is doing so well. And he's selling a hundred a day, or whatever oh, yeah. it is. And then the dollar. others are selling like the others are selling like twenty a day or something. Right. But they all they all live in the same place. So how is it that they're all... they spread he... out over the city? They Why is he out? struggling as well if he is living in the same place? Oh no. I know. I think like maybe he gets the prime, you know, the prime corner. I don't know. It's strange but... to me. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he has to pay more to stay where he is. Stay like his, well, also, his bed is more. He, he meets uh, David Moscow from Big, which is what I'm now going to call him. He meets yeah. David Moscow from Big, and his little brother Les. And he goes out of his way to say um, that Les will sell a lot of papers because he's so young. He's yeah. maybe seven or eight. I don't something like that. That's yeah. how he struck me. And uh, you know young young faces sell papes and it's like but he's selling the most papes and he's like yeah. the oldest so i don't that doesn't hold water but me. he's a smooth talker that's what you I see. Learn, that's what you learn about I him see. i see he knows how to rewrite a, a headline right oh i also noticed there's a a few little like background moments where you see that he basically like sells a paper and then takes it back from the person that just bought it which really? is just stealing yeah <laughs> so like he has more papers to sell because he's just stealing them back <laughs> so he's just a criminal i, I didn't know that at all he's just a criminal <laughs> oh so he's like how, how do you sell so many and he's like i just <laughs> theft yeah, just, petty theft yeah. <laughs> oh, smooth talking and petty theft yeah um but it's like there's a scene while they're, while they're all singing this, there's a, as a, as a, like a little scene where they go outside and these nuns are handing out food and water to them. They're handing out bread and water. As they uh, sing. As nuns Yeah, as do. they sing. And all the, all the, the boys just like take their caps off and like... <laughs> Very reverent. Yeah. If Hollywood has taught us anything, it's that nuns love to sing in public. <laughs> that is something we know now, thanks to TV and film. Um, yeah, I love how instantly 
these this like band of troublemaking boys becomes yeah. just like they're at church they just yeah. love these women so much <laughs> they're so thankful for this food uh and then they're right back to it it's like a yeah, little interlude right yeah, yeah. They're right back to it because they fight the Delancey brothers at this point. Well, they like they, you meet the Delancey brothers at this point who are oh yes, they're sort of our antagonists in a way, I guess. It's not it's not entirely clear who they are to them. <laughs> That's for, for me. Right. It wasn't clear. I was like very confused. Yes, they they work for the the paper. They're sort of um they're the muscle. They're sort of uh, henchmen, I would say. Right. Like okay teenage henchmen they're only slightly older than the newsboys we don't really yeah. know who they are or where but they that's live the thing. they seem they seem if not the same age as christian bell younger <laughs> yes yes and shorter and yeah. yet we are to fear them um for some reason and yeah they're they're there to help the interests of the paper <laughs> not the interests of the newsboys for some reason which feels yeah. very like to me like that that feels very like you're going against the family like they obviously did not come from means they obviously yeah. also were sort of like street rat children that grew up to become these these evil bouncers of the yeah. newspaper for some reason which it's like they probably were newsboys yeah and then they just turn right around and uh they're sort of like the benny and rent character <laughs> like, yeah. they're the person that like used to be cool and now sold out and now they're working for the other side although i will say about benny and rent I, I i get it like he i get it now right i get that like, now watching, i get it for him <laughs> watching rent as a 41 year old woman i'm now like is like now is Benny Benny's not a hero? bad person when Benny's you actually not look at a it. bad person he's just trying to grow up and live his life because <laughs> like, he also like he's not bad to them no he's, he's quite like good to you them. can stay you just right. we just need to like right yeah <laughs> we have no, I have no problem with like, any of you staying <laughs> he's like guys can we just stop doing heroin for one yeah. minute and just like <laughs> try to get a job and they're like no <laughs> capitalism and he's like it's it's not i just i really Look, need you to <laughs> i don't have a problem with you staying here like and also i'm not gonna up up for anything of you i just want other people to live here as well <laughs> right <laughs> I, guys, I need to make a living on this building. <laughs> like, you really need to stop leaving your dirty needles out. <laughs> they're like, they're like, you're hurting our art. <laughs> yes, seeing rent through the through a parent's lens is a different experience. <laughs> but uh, that's so funny. But we digress. Yeah, I I wanted to say about the Delancey brothers as well. Like, the funny thing is, like, uh, yeah, they're clearly like of Delancey Street in new york that, that, that's the whole thing uh, but the, and the funny thing is like delancey street was not nice back then it wasn't <laughs> mm -mm. Mm -mm. uh, uh <laughs> they yeah you also have to say it like they say it in the movie the delancey brothers, delancey brothers. <laughs> the delancey brothers <laughs> for some reason yeah uh which is not how anyone has talked ever in the history no. of the world just imagining going back in time and hearing everyone speaking like that. <laughs> yes. Hilarious. And well, they they work for the man that sells the papers to, distributes the papers to the yeah. newsboys. And his name is Weasel for some reason. Yeah. Who I thought yeah. was Harvey Firestein. And it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it does look like, it, it does look like him. Um, it should be. 
<laughs> it should have been. It was oh, a but, miscast. Yeah, it makes sense to have him in a musical. Yeah, that's it why. was a miscast. Yeah, and he sort of plays the role. Like if you've seen the latest Star Wars movies, where Ray mm. has to sell her junk back and get her portion, <laughs> he sort of plays the yes. role of like the person that doles yes. out the portions, right? Yeah. And he's sort of uh, grumpy and uh, yeah, just he's he's not having it with these newsboys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he doesn't like it. He's very uh, put upon. Like, you kind of get the impression that, like, he's not really pro-newspaper. He's yeah. just he's just sort of tired. Just that, yeah. <laughs> he's just tired. He just wants to make his money and be done. That's right. Maybe, you know, maybe he's the Benny. <laughs> yeah. You know, now maybe on, on rewatch, maybe we're like, you know, Weasel's not wrong. <laughs> he's just trying to sell his papers and go home. The only thing, the only way... There are things that he does wrong though. Like he's, he'll um, he hands out less papers to certain people, even though they paid for them the certain amount. Like he hands out nineteen on tw- instead of twenty. Right. And so like he's a little bit of a sneak. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's a little so, bit of a weasel. You, you have to watch out for a weasel. It's not just a clever name. <laughs> he lives up to it. <laughs> well, I, wrote, I wrote down here that like this seems just funny on reflection given like everything you said about the the stage show i wrote down this looks this would this seems like it'd be so fun on stage yes but and yet it's not (laughs) (laughs) uh oh i will also say that they call him weasel because his name is mr wiesel which now in 2021 i'm like is vaguely anti-semitic that they call him weasel I Definitely. think it's more because of his behavior is sneaky, but it's they could have done better. There's a little bit. <laughs> it's a little icky. It's a yeah. little icky. I mean, as as movies from 1992 have aged, I feel this one does generally okay. Other than the fact that it is, and maybe this is historically accurate, but it's just all it's as white as can be, right? Like yeah. everyone is. Uh, one all the newsboys are white yeah there is one black kid uh and i think maybe one like half asian person <laughs> but only because uh. they were on roundhouse <laughs> 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 and they had invited everyone from roundhouse and it was too late to say no the de- yeah there's one black kid he gets i think one line so yeah, yeah other yep. than that, it's... that was sort of like the 90s version of diversity they were like yeah. see <laughs> like, look what we did and then there's uh maybe three women in the entire movie as well yeah this movie 100 percent does not pass the bechdel test (laughs) (laughs) it is i don't even think i mean that would be like a woman talking to a woman about something other than a man i don't even know that there's a scene where a woman talks to a woman no there's not (laughs) there's not because like Sarah, oh. maybe and her mother, but they're Sarah are and her mother, but they're talking. Scene. They're definitely talking about the the men. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, not it's it's not gonna win any, um, you know, trailblazing awards for feminism. <laughs> it's not, but but it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of action and a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like so, basically, like. Uh, Christian Bale's character, um, I'm going to call him Cow. I've written Cowboy at the start here because that's how they refer to it. I forgot his name already. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. He, Jack uh, Kelly. Jack Kelly, yes. Jack spots uh, Danny. Uh, sorry, he sees Danny and he's like, oh, this 
uh, Davy, sorry. And it's Davey, like, this yes. is, yeah, this is this new guy and his little brother. Um, and I'm going to spot, because he, Davy asks for 20 papers. And he said, <laughs> uh, and he's like, uh, spot me some money, he says to another kid. And he's like, and he's like, give, give him 50 papes, basically. Just give right. him, take, take 50 Just give papes. him 50. Yeah. He's like, no, I don't want 50. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, so he's like, I can't money. do 50. That's right. He's like, you're going to yeah. ruin my family. That's like 30 cents could be the difference between yeah. being thrown out on the street or not. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Christian Bale makes him take more papes and yeah. says, basically says, I'm going to take you under my wing. Yeah. I I think you have something. You've got the fresh face. And with my, <laughs> with my smooth talking and petty theft and your youth, we can sell. Yeah you know, a hundred papes today. Um, yeah. and, and he's like, he's like well, there's big. a bad headline today. We're not going to sell that. Right. Like, well, and no, then... that, that's what you got to do. You just got to reword it. And he starts like telling right. all these lies, not lies, but like rewording. Uh, he says like, there's a fire or something. And he's like, <laughs> he was basically a very early American PR executive. <laughs> like, yeah. He just kind of knows how to spin it. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of like, a, there's a fire in a trash can, he says like big yeah. conflagration, you know, uh, yeah. and sells papers that way. Uh, and so they're, they're off on this, yeah. on this adventure. And also he, he calls David Davy and David so many times is like, I don't, I'm not called that. <laughs> like, I don't want to be called that. And he just ignores that and is yeah. sort of like, no, this is your name now, <laughs> which is. Well, it fully becomes his name. Everyone calls yes, him Yes. And then everyone calls him that. And he's like, I, this is not how I choose to identify myself. <laughs> <laughs> he just steamrolls him, which is such a good way to start a friendship and business partnership. <laughs> just to yeah. steamroll over someone being like, that's not my name. Uh, and so but they at, at begin point, selling you, papers. You... Yeah, but at this point, you learn that Mr. Pulitzer is spending as much as he makes <laughs> on yes. everything, yes. which is the whole reason they have to, like, up. The... Right, because he's he's uh, based out of fear. Yes, he, he's yeah. making reactionary decisions out of fear and, yeah. and paranoia to beat his rival. And yeah. so they're just spending, 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 spending more, more, more. And coming up with increasingly ludicrous headlines and oh. passing down the the cost cutting to the lowest common denominator, which is not even his idea. It's like his evil assistant's idea. Someone comes yeah. in and is like, what about the newsies? They, yeah. Like, who cares? They're already poor. Make them more poor. And he's like, yes, great idea. <laughs> Wonderful. At no point, like, there are no other ideas that are no, really that's proper. That's it. It's yeah. not like well, what if we went down, what if we stopped publishing on Mondays or <laughs> something that would like really make a difference? <laughs> like what if we only had one edition every so often or what yeah. if there were slightly less pages in each edition? Like things that would be pretty reasonable. They were like, what if we took our whole labor force and made them hate us? <laughs> but I mean, the other thing is like, he's like you said, he's very reactionary. So <laughs> yeah, that's just probably like, where it came absolutely he's like yes let's do it uh so they he does and yeah. the newsboys are like not having it they're no. they're not gonna they're not gonna be pushed around no but they um uh, there's this whole thing going on of like a, a trolley strike and um they, they they're seeing all that going on and they decide basically they're deciding that like oh because of that if we do the same thing and we go on strike then we can uh kind of 
pave the way for ourselves and uh yes i call this unnecessary subplot number one the trolley streak <laughs> i i wouldn't call that an un unnecessary i think it's a good le lead in to like to give them the idea like it, it makes sense but i also feel like it could have just been done in a headline like they could have looked down yes, and been like ah oh, yes. the trolley strike drags on for fifth day hey that gives me an idea yeah. Like, instead of, like, three scenes devoted to this trolley strike getting bigger and bigger and then never being heard from again. <laughs> yeah, once once they decide on their strike, you never hear from the trolley strike You never again. hear from the trolley strike again. You have no idea if it's, like, resolved. And it seemed like it was getting pretty intense. Like, at some point, I was like, maybe we should be following the trolley strike because like, yeah, people that, are I mean, dying. There's fires. <laughs> there's, people are lighting fires. They're, like, bashing each other over the head in the mm. alley, you know. So I was like, maybe this is sort of the main story that we need to drift over to but yeah. it didn't happen <laughs> it definitely seems like there's going to be like some kind of collaboration or something between right that's what i was expecting at the end like you know who's going to come back us up the trolley workers and they're like no they're a bunch of kids we got real problems like, we're not doing this um, so they, they find out that the price basically they find out the price is going to be raised by one tenth of a cent uh on every <laughs> on every newspaper which is going to like rate so like you said christian bells would raise by uh what's it end up being a, a dollar no not even uh, i don't know like 10 cents <laughs> yeah. Ten, yeah 10 cents yeah sorry you're right 10 cents on the dollar ends up, yes yeah. yeah so 10 cents on the dollar and that's a deal breaker yeah. because they already can't for, although i will say i do they pay for their lodging or i mean it seemed like they were that's just the lodged at by the newspaper right that's what I don't understand. It's not entirely clear, like what, <laughs> no, what's going on, and like, and why some of them are poor and some of them are not. Right. If they're, if they're not paying for lodging, what are they doing? Yeah, I don't know. And it seems like they mostly just sort of grab food on the street and yeah. <laughs> sort of eat people's leftovers. So I'm like, what's your overhead here? Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Like absolutely yeah, got nothing. No overheads. You have just, no overhead. You have only saving. <laughs> They don't pay utilities. They obviously don't buy new clothes. So like, what's the, once in a while they go to that restaurant, but like, again, this is back when like, it's like, oh, you want some soup? It's two cents. <laughs> like, mm. The menu is hilarious. It's like, you can have like a roll and a soup and a steak and it's like a dime. And you're like, oh, oh I'm going to have to sell. That's 500 papers. I can't sell that much. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the so, funny thing is they're like right, right on the corner of um of oh, what is it called um if it's delancey they're on the corner of uh oh i'm trying to uh, think where they would be the, the when harry met sally restaurant oh my god <laughs> like uh, like carnegie deli or something like that or where yeah. Not Carnegie Deli. Oh, I'm completely blanking on the name. It's, I'm but trying it's, to think it's of one where of those, that was. It is a deli. Famous place, right? And it, like the idea that you could just eat in Manhattan for no money and just yeah. loiter in this cafe. But but they, the cafe is probably that. That's what's so funny about it. It's probably that uh, maybe. place. <laughs> yes. Um, if it's not just a soundstage, which I suspect it might be. But yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, like the real. The, in, oh yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Like, real time. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> and. uh Yes, so very. This is where we get uh, introduced to uh, Denton, our man Denton, Brian Denton, Denton. Yeah. and he's the newspaper man. But he's a good newspaper man. He's hardworking mm. and earnest, and he's a Just journalist. To, he wants to write a good headline. 
He wants, wants to, to get that yeah. scoop. Yes. Yeah. And so he starts taking an interest in these newsboys and he thinks mm. the strike, um, the impending strike is maybe something he wants to cover. Well, he's a little disinterested at first. Like, I think they kind yeah. of have to win over that this is going to be something. But yeah. he's sort of that catalyst to be like, but like, go do it. So I have yeah. something to write about. Like, he sort of stokes the fire underneath him. Totally, yeah. I would argue for his own self-interest to be like, this is nothing I can write about yet. Go make this worthwhile. Make it happen. That's right. Uh, and so he gives some inspiring speeches about how yeah. they should, uh, you know, really stick it to the man. And yeah. then maybe, maybe then he'll write about it. Uh, one, fun, one really funny thing at this moment is um, he, Jack says, uh, I'll do it. Just no pictures. Make sure there's no right. pictures. And then... Five minutes later, he went. He goes and poses for a picture. Yes, one hundred percent. He like, just what, what is he doing? <laughs> well, nobody really asks that question. He says, "Hey, no pictures," <laughs> and he's like, "Okay," and no one's like, "Why? <laughs> You're a nobody newsboy from New York." Yeah, like, he says it, but then he goes and poses. He's the one that's like in the middle of the photo. Immediately, like, like you know that smile. what they're doing. Yeah, it wasn't like a paparazzi like jumped out of some bushes and like got him. He's like, okay, everybody together for the picture I said I would never take. Here we go. <laughs> and it's in the same scene, I think. So yeah, yeah that's, it's, it's that's minutes later. Baffling. Baffling. <laughs> that's uh, why I noticed it's that's why it's so clear in my mind. I was like, wait, you just said no pictures. <laughs> yes. And that is of course because Jack has a secret. Jack is not mm. Jack is not who he says he is. He's, He's not his yeah. He's a Don Draper of his time. <laughs> That's a perfect description. Yes, he's Jack is Don Drapering. Um, and he is actually basically just a, a low-level juvenile delinquent who has escaped mm. from another facility or jail yeah. and is kind of on the run. And he's made up this whole sort of persona about himself. And yeah, his he, parents uh, are out in Santa Fe. Which yeah, he he's going to join them. Yeah. And, uh, which <laughs> ostensibly he could just hop on the back of a train anytime <laughs> right out there, but doesn't for reasons undetermined. <laughs> and so, yeah. Because uh, he's all talk. That's the whole thing. He's just right. he's a lot of talk. And they're sort of like woven into these scenes here and there. And this is subplot number two of eight. Yeah. <laughs> like, and there's sort of like occasionally like a cop will see him and like try to chase him or someone will sort of recognize him yeah. or the pictures. Like, like there's always sort of this current of like, I might be found out like who yeah. I really am. But my friends, the newsboys, they don't know. They love me <laughs> and believe that we're all going to Santa Fe to open a restaurant someday. <laughs> Which is isn't that also in rent? <laughs> isn't that also a thing in rent? I think so. I think they talk about going to Santa Fe to open a restaurant. I haven't seen it in a long time. I can't remember. I'm going to have to go back. I'm starting to see some eerie parallels here. <laughs> well, also, Rent's only three years after this. That's, I mean, I think we all have some serious questions that we need to say. How much of the source material of Rent came directly from the pages and, of Newsies? And hold on. Rent is, is widely beloved. And widely known as one of the best musicals of all time. I mean, there, there you go. There you go. And it was turned into a TV special that no one really liked. And turned into a movie as well, which no one likes. Correct. So, I mean, there's a lot of... There's, we have to do some digging. We are going to have to get off of here and really dive into... <laughs> 
what Jonathan Larson knew and when he knew it and why why he stole a whole class from this movie that no one watched. But that's why uh, he knew he could get away with it. That's right. He's like, this will be fine. No one knows who this is. Um, yes. Uh, so yeah, the, 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 there's this whole plot of like um, like the newsies of this area, and there's the rivalry between them, and there's the ones in Brooklyn and. Mm-hmm. Mainly Which Brooklyn. are like, even tougher. Yeah, there's not. There's I was going to say like, Brooklyn and others, in, but there's like no, it's just Brooklyn. They sort of mention, I think, at one point, like you'll go up to the Bronx and tell people in the Bronx. We never see mm, that happen, no. and we never see the people from the Bronx show up. No. Uh, Maybe at the end. I don't know. I mean, if so, as extras, <laughs> as yeah. unnamed extras. Yeah, he, we do take another side trip to Brooklyn. This is subplot number three. <laughs> and this, we meet... this is the most pointless of all of them, I think. This is the most pointless of all subplots where we meet Spot Conlin, who is both smaller than any of the other newsies <laughs> and yet more feared. He's yeah. like, he looks like if, he looks like a Fievel Mouskowitz from An American Tale yes. Yes. became a person. That's a <laughs> like, perfect that's... description. That's what he looks like. And then, you know, he's supposed to be very feared somehow. Mm. Um, and that's it. And he, they go and try to win him yeah. over to, to, to their side, to join the strike. Yeah. Um, which he's, immediately he says, he says no. First yeah. he says no. First he says no. Uh, and then one minute later, <laughs> he says, all right. Like, show me that you're serious. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll join. Which they're is what like, everyone's saying to them, I guess. It's like everyone like, says, you need to show us something. You need to do right. something. They don't really understand how strikes work at all. Uh, the mechanism <laughs> of a strike. And so it's mostly just sitting around the cafe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and having no plan. Yeah. Um, yeah. So everyone's sort of like, what are we doing here? Um, yeah. Yeah. I like that. And But I really love that the conversation basically goes like this. Like, spot... We're striking, Um, you know, we can't do it without you. And he's like, sorry, can't help Mm. you. I'm very tough. (laughs) And they were like, oh, well, we really need you. And he's like, fine. Fine, okay. (laughs) There's there's really no other, like, reasoning or evidence given. It's sort of like, "Mm, we'd really like it if you joined. And he's like, twist my arm. (laughs) Like, okay. But that is kind of very musical. Absolutely. Uh, like, it's, it's like, okay, once one question, no, then fine. Okay, I'll do it. Then I'll do now it. We get, get to the songs. Get to the songs. Yes, and more songs. More, And the songs are wonderful. And they kind of take us through the the strike. In fact, I would say that's, that is really slowing down the strike. <laughs> because there, there's a lot of choreography to be learned. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they're mostly spending their days on that at this point. Um, but the choreography is great. It's wonderful. It's very except, involved. Except for Christian Bell's Santa Fe song. Yes, that is horrible. Um, you can tell that he worked with a beleaguered choreographer. It, it, it looked very much like someone who is like an action star who yes. then it goes on Dancing with the Stars. Yes. And they're like that, that early week where they're sort of like, look, I know I'm not going to get very far, but I'm making a good faith effort here. <laughs> like, and they do something that's like way out of their wheelhouse, like the cha-cha. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. all right, like, I suppose that I want to see Jason Statham do the cha-cha. That's fine. Okay, I uh, really do want to see that. that energy to it. Uh, I do also want to see that. Um, so that was a really bad example. 
but yes uh, oh there's but also yeah, a I wonderful see it, but con- not in a movie right and there's also a continuity error in that song where he's on a horse he jumps on a horse <laughs> yeah that's just there and he rides around in this alley on this horse as he's singing and yeah. he has uh the hat like his sort of cowboy hat on a string like yeah. around his back and then all of a sudden it's on his head <laughs> like, <laughs> it cuts it cuts to him and then he's wearing the hat and it's very jarring <laughs> i i did read about the scenes it was saying something like when he's like leaning back or something you can see he's like holding on to a stunt coordinator <laughs> <laughs> There wasn't time to do singing and dancing and like horse lessons. You can pick two. Pick two out of three. Uh, Look, he's a triple threat. He can't be a quadruple threat. He can't yeah. do it. He's only in it for... a... Did he ever ride a horse in any other movie? I can't think. I, he don't must... think I so. feel like he must have done in um, uh, 310 to Yuma. Yes. Okay, right. But I mean, that's a long time that's passed. It's a long time, like, yeah, it's like 30 (laughs) years later. Right. I'll have to go back and see if he looks more believable there. (laughs) That'd be great. I would love to watch that movie with the Santa Fe soundtrack playing over it. (laughs) That would be a lovely experience for me. We need to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to put it over the I would love a mashup of 310 to Yuma and Newsies. Just the Christian Bale bits. <laughs> we make if it someone, work. This is for nobody. This is, this is, this is purely this for is us. For, this is for everybody. <laughs> Are you kidding? It'd be an instant hit. Oh boy! I if if you're listening, if you are out there and you have the video editing capabilities to make a supercut of Christian Bale in Three Ten to Yuma and Newsies. Please do this for me. <laughs> yeah, please, please do it because I, I have the capabilities, but I'm too lazy to do it. <laughs> You're like, but I also have a life, and so yeah. I will not, I will not be doing it. Um, but I, I think it, I think it would pay, pay dividends. I think it would be good. Uh, I'll start, a, get, I'll start yeah. another GoFundMe. I've got yeah. a few going now. We just. Get- we get Christian Bell an email from Christian Bell saying telling us to take it down. The cease and desist, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, not not because it's a mashup or any copyright reasons, just because no. he's ashamed of newsies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, don't you think he's big enough now to just sort of laugh about it and move on? I mean like You would hope so. Right? You would hope so. I, I also I've told this story on the podcast before, but I remember when um uh Josh Brolin came to yes. um so he was doing a q a at my school and they put up posters uh and they were like listing all of his movies but they listed all the like all the really big classic movies and someone underneath went and wrote and goonies because yes! like they wouldn't list goonies under his name and it's well, like that's well, a shame are you ashamed of goonies <laughs> uh, that would be that that would just be madness <laughs> to be ashamed of Goonies. <laughs> to be ashamed of Goonies is to be ashamed of art and film. Uh, yeah, I, no, I think that's wonderful. I don't. I think he's been part of things like reunions. I, think, I don't and think he's ashamed then. as much. No, as like, yeah, his agent is. His agent yeah. was ashamed. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a classic. Yeah. No. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I would like to see the. The 310 to Yuma Newsies classic. I also, do you also wonder if, um, I would love to know if Christian Bale like had some meltdowns on the Newsies set the way he did on the 
<laughs> I don't think he had the clout to do it yet. But wouldn't that be amazing? Like in his little cowboy getup, like just yeah. screaming at tech people. <laughs> Kenny Ortega. <laughs> I'm trying to do my dance. <laughs> trying to I do can't... my dance. <laughs> I'm trying to just... sing in Welsh. You're ruining it. Yeah, but he's just doing the, like the terrible New York accent. He's doing it. I'm trying to do my dance. <laughs> yeah, he's very method. He's even like, <laughs> even out like craft services, he's still doing the horrible accent. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, every, uh, this is a fun fact. Everyone on Newsies was a method actor. So <laughs> just, it was, oh, no. it was a nine month it's shoot. It was, it was grueling. Brutal. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. Um, but yeah, so like, after all this happens, like he sings, they sing the "I'm the King of New York" song, and yes. again, I don't know the title, but it's that like... is it. It's King of oh, New York, and it's. I think it might be the best song in the in the bunch. Really, I I feel that way. I I enjoy it. I uh, can't remember it. <laughs> I'm not going to sing it for you now. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to sing it. I just like, I just can't yes, remember it. And I watched like, it this look morning. Look at me. I'm the King of New York. Um, suddenly, I'm respectable. Staring right at you, lousy yeah. with stature, which is exactly how a low-level street kid would talk. Mm. <laughs> lousy with stature. No. Lousy with stature. <laughs> lousy with stature. Yeah. So it's um, yes, they it's enjoyable, <clears throat> and it, Bill Pullman is there, and it's yeah, it's a yeah. treat. It's a delight. Um, and, and then they're sort the, like, of dreaming of this life yeah. that they're going to have, right? Like yeah. they're going to be kings of New York. They're going they're to standing on Brooklyn Bridge have this singing great it. life. Yeah, <laughs> it's just they're really living their their best life, and uh, <laughs> it's. I think in that way it's a little sad because don't you think it's one of those songs where like deep down they're like, no, we won't. They know. They know. <laughs> like, they yeah, we're gonna they know. go work in a factory, and half of us are gonna die in like a shirt yeah. fire factory, like. Yeah. It's very sad. Yeah. It's not going to be good. <laughs> um, but then, like, Snyder sees Jack in the paper, obviously, because his photo is, like, on the he- on the front page. Immediately. He's like, I-, I know that guy. <laughs> immediately, the guy who's looking for Jack sees the picture that Jack refused to pose for and then immediately posed for it. Yeah. <laughs> so his worst uh, fear. I mean, so he was right to say no pictures because yeah. right away, this guy sees it. And it's yeah. like, even though it's a very low grade photo, like it's a very grainy black and white photo yeah. and in a group, like it's like 15 newsies in a picture. And right away he's like, yeah. there he is. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you get the impression he's like combing every New York paper every day for this low level yeah. juvenile delinquent. <laughs> like, like there's a trolley strike, man. There's bigger, yeah. there's bigger things to be had for a police officer, for a constable or whatever. Oh. Yeah, he's he, but he's like it's like a Javert Jean Valjean situation. Yeah, I get yeah. big energy from that, so it's like he's singularly focused on bringing he's down got, yeah. this kid, which is weird. Mm. And so he goes to look for him, and he shows up to the uh, the home where everyone is staying, and that Jack's behind him, like teasing him, like oh he's never gonna see me, he can't notice me, and everything, and they're all just like what, like really annoying him. Um. And then it goes to like the scene it of gives them the slip, yeah. Yeah, gives them the slip. <laughs> they go and then they, Jack goes for dinner at um at uh what's his name's house? Uh, oh, Davy. Davy's house, yeah. Davy and his sister Sarah. And this, yeah, this sets up the a really pointless subplot of uh, Jack Sub- and Sarah. This is if you're counting, this is subplot number four. 
Yes. <laughs> Aber needless romance. I like how you're uh, writing but, it down. You're marking it down. I want to be. I want to be sure I have it correct. Um, yes. Yeah, so that's <laughs> a plot number four. Uh, and yeah, they sort of embark on like a. I would say like a half-hearted romance. <laughs> like, they're not really. Very, like, it's like yeah, they flirt a little bit, but it's like. Like, looks... if it was today, they would go on, like, two Tinder dates, and then that would be it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel yeah. like it's really a love connection. Yeah. I don't feel like we really even need to talk about it that much, to be honest. It's, like, not really essential to the plot. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I will say something else interesting in that scene. The mom uh, of Sarah and Davy and Les is uh, Deborah Lee Furness, is uh, Hugh Jackman's wife. <laughs> what <laughs> yeah <laughs> go back and watch <laughs> so there so that happened <laughs> the mum in 1992 <laughs> yes yes hugh jackman's wife <laughs> correct she is the same age as the newsboys <laughs> she how old could she be i know she's older than hugh jackman but i know i always still. yeah i knew she was older than hugh jackman but, that but yeah, be... she's she's the mom of teenagers <laughs> at this point. I don't, I can't do that math, but it's not uh, it's not very realistic. Um, oh so yes. The the other subplot I didn't mention earlier was when they go to uh, where is it? They go to Medea, Meta Meta Meta's house, Meta Lost. Yes, yes. They, uh, not uh, her house. They're her like. Uh, her cabaret her cabaret yeah yes and that's another uh, subplot that's just like yeah that's <laughs> like... number five yes this is subplot number five they they hide out in this uh sort of like i wouldn't even say vaudeville star right like she's a sort of yeah. this cabaret star like yeah. it's not all the way smutty but it, she's there it's to give PG a little smutty. leg yeah it's pg smut yeah she's yeah. there to give a little leg and sell the boys a cigar yeah and and good clean fun yeah yeah and so she sings a song yeah. because she's Anne margaret and they can let her do and they, that and they all fall in love with her and they all fall in love with her even though she i mean i love Anne margaret but she was a good bit older in this movie than they were they're like yeah, 18 think... year old boys fawning over her and she was like 60 <laughs> right yeah <laughs> i didn't understand that but they love her, and uh, then that's it. They yeah. leave. End yeah. of plot. Well, I, it does come back. Kind of come back later. Comes back later because they go to see her. Um, they go to see her perform, and she performs for all the newsies. And while that's going on, the police are standing outside, and they all line yes. up. And then Snyder comes inside, and yes. they spot him, and they they make a run. Jack makes. I a feel run like for that's it. the. The only reason they do the first scene is so yeah. they can have the second scene. They're like, yeah. we won't know who this lady is unless <laughs> we introduce her earlier. Yeah. And so she yeah. hides. Yeah. So they get into this big fight and um, Jack gets like punched and he ends up like getting arrested by the police. And so yes. they. <laughs> <laughs> the police punch a child is what yes. you're saying. Yes. Yes. Well, they don't only punch Jack, but they punch they punch a lot of children. But yeah, yes, there's a it's a scene full of police punching children. Yeah, which again is another thing that thankfully doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, the scene holds up well. <laughs> yes, scene holds up very well. Um, uh, so they all go to court and uh, they're all getting in trouble, but um, 
Denton pays off all of their fines, except for Jack's, who he can't pay off because Jack is uh, now a re- now he's going to go to jail for until he's twenty one. They decide. Right. He gets sentenced to jail until twenty one because he's also, he's already been arrested before, and yes. he's already got like a record and everything. Right. Um, and while all that's what going do you on, think in in total? What do you think? How many? Um, like, what's the total amount of bail that you think he paid for? Like all eighty of those newsboys. Yeah, I was wondering that because like <laughs> like four dollars and seventy five cents. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't know what that would work out to today, but he's just like, oh, yeah, I paid it all. And I'm like, that feels kind of like a slap in the face to these newsboys. But like, (laughs) they're like, you just you paid like six months of our salary right out of your pocket. (laughs) And and it wasn't anything to you. And it was nothing to you. Yeah, (laughs) it was just a sandwich. (laughs) But because of all this, he gets um, blackballed from the papers as well. Yes. Um, Is it because of that or is it because of the headline that he writes? can't remember they're just done with him they're just done and he he is suddenly known to his newsboy friends as bad news so you know he he's been revealed this is the moment in mad men where don draper is revealed uh to be dick whitman and uh so he's having he's at a low point yeah (laughs) and so he gives uh davy the story Yes. Yes. And, um, um, but this is when Joe offers a bribe. He starts. Bri- he decides he's going to bribe Jack. Yes, he decides. Uh, he's now realized there's. They built basically like a Trump-like cult of personality around Jack, and yeah. that if you control Jack, you control the control newsboys. Yeah. Which you'd think he would have realized earlier and saved himself a lot of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, but at this point he's like, oh, I'll just, inst- I don't have to turn them all. I'll just turn Jack. And then yeah. th- that's it. Uh, and, and so he Jack, does. Jack, yeah. Jack gets employed as like a fancy newsboy. I don't know what he's doing. Yes. He's doing exactly the same thing, just in nicer clothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that's, that's the baffling part is it's like, you're, we're going to send you right back out there to do exactly yeah. Exactly what we do anyway, but just but now get, you're, you're yeah. dressed better. They will get furious at him for that. Of and course, because like, he's oh, a scab. Yeah, yeah and they're he's... like, you, you lied about everything. Which um, I like, even though they don't know how strikes work and they don't know how unions work at all. And, and yeah. like many people call them out on this throughout the movie. Suddenly mm. they are furious that he has crossed the line like they're like you scab like they know all the terminology now like they've they've been doing their research and reading they yes they've been been reading reading theory (laughs) they've been reading the papes and they now are well versed in uh union parlance and they're yeah they're ready to to do it so now they're furious with him that he's become a scab and crossed the line but he was forced to do so he was basically like given an ultimatum right yeah. he didn't just do it out of you know he, did, he wasn't just yeah. like oh yeah that sounds good like he was threatened um, and uh yeah yeah so then sarah is just like walking down the street casually and she gets attacked by um <laughs> Who? I don't know. Is, is it, it one of the Delancey brothers? I don't know if it's the Delancey brothers. I don't think it is them. I Some thought it two... was one of the Delancey it, it brothers. It might be. It must be. That was that's the only uh, thing that would make sense. But right. 
anyway, like Jack, Jack comes and saves the day from all of the, like, cause he fights Davy, one of the guys and right. Davy's getting beaten right. up. And so Jack comes and saves the day and then they immediately like forgive him. <laughs> yeah. His, his stunt as a scab lasts about 28 minutes. <laughs> like, even though they threatened him with In his real life, time. Yeah. 28 minutes were... in the movie, about 30 seconds. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's just like, fine, you threatened my life and my freedom, so I'll do this. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no thanks. Can't yeah. do it. Um. So they go to Denton and like he's, uh, because they're going to get the, the story printed and everything. He's like, I know. And uh, Jack's like, I know where we can get it printed. And they go to, they sneak into Pulitzer's office of like equipment and they manage to print it out on his printing press. <laughs> They have no knowledge of how to print, how to use a printing press. No, but, but Denton they, does. Denton does. I, I guess. I mean, would a journalist at that time know how to <laughs> use the printing yeah. press? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, is like, it the equivalent of like, us using line. a printer? <laughs> yes. I don't know. So, like, they somehow get this, like, old printing press operational again in his own basement and sort of, like, use his own equipment against him. <laughs> the funniest him. thing is, they like, they go in, they're like, shh gotta be really quiet and then they set up a whole printing press yeah <laughs> which must be the loudest like, thing absolutely just like a racket and also <laughs> like it's the middle of the night and you get the sense that they're in this like i mean a skyscraper you know if they're in the bottom of his huge yeah. empire of you know yeah. his business he's like a hundred floors up and they're like, yeah. <laughs> like don't mustn't wake him and you're like i don't think he can hear you i think you're good <laughs> But yeah, so they get they they print out the, the headline and everything, and they just like distribute it to everyone. They just start chucking it from the from the uh, yes of things, and like everyone finds out what's going on. It's a and tremendous amount of pollution. It's so much pollution. It's, it's 18, so much litter. Yeah, they don't care. There's no litter laws, um, and so they yeah, they they tell their story. And I mean, it's sort of an early version of social media in a way. They're like, yeah. we're going to go direct to the people, right? Yeah, we go, to, like, we go straight to the people. Newsies is the story of the first tweet. <laughs> and, <laughs> and what a is. tweet. And what a tweet it was. Um, um, <laughs> and this sort of rallies everyone to yeah, the so well, all first, the newsies they don't like, think so. No, they don't think so. They're all standing in the street and they're like, oh, nobody's come. And then suddenly everyone comes together at once at once yeah <laughs> like everyone from every borough uh, they all arrive at Brooklyn. the same time yeah they all arrive to the street at the same moment like they I, all my took favorite, the same trolley there my favorite were the, like the the ones at the front in their red coats on the bike yes <laughs> like, that's we a fancy they're, they're, they're the fancy ones <laughs> like again you would be like wait we could be doing that yeah. <laughs> like, they get bikes and fancy those coats. are the midtown ones <laughs> Right, like, <laughs> just go up there and do that. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, that, um, so the fancy the fancy newsboys on bikes come and save the yeah. day. And, and even the girls, we do see some girls. Yeah. Uh, the girls come from the sweatshops to help. <laughs> that's what, it's literally what it I is. I know. Um, and so they beat, they beat them and then Snyder gets arrested. Yes, somehow. I don't know why he gets arrested. <laughs> It's unclear. Maybe for punching all the children in the previous Possibly. scene. I'm not Possibly. sure. Well, I hope so. Maybe. I mean, I know there weren't strict laws around how we treat children back then, but uh, <laughs> it seems like it would be frowned upon. I don't know. So yeah, they, yeah. I think just because they, they've sort of been like, you know what, we've come to the end of the movie, and so now he needs to get we some, have to arrest Something has you. to happen to him. Yeah, like so. I I guarantee there was like 
a meeting in a in a room somewhere where like they're all gathered around like a conference table yeah. and they're like so we can't kill him like that feels like it would be <laughs> right like somebody's like can we kill him and they're like no no and they're like can we like hit him over the head with a gun and they're like no <laughs> him? he can't just shake his fist that's not enough that's to... not enough that's not big enough and so they, they went through like 12 iterations and finally yeah. they're like let's just arrest him and they're like for what and they're like eh. <laughs> it just doesn't matter he's the evil one because <laughs> he is bad and justice has prevailed yeah yeah and then so the, funny, the funniest arrested. thing happens what sorry oh i just said and then justice prevails oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah and then the funniest thing happens which is Teddy Roosevelt shows up. As of course, Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> like, there's what, only what? one. There's only one end of this movie, and that is that Teddy Roosevelt shows up out of nowhere and carries Jack <laughs> off to his new life. Yeah. Oh God! I Which mean, he's maybe he's the vaguely part of the whole movie. okay. So this is because he's he vaguely mentions once offhand much earlier when he's sort of weaving all of his big fish you know big tales mm. about like the, his life that are mostly false that yeah. he met teddy roosevelt once and that teddy roosevelt like helped him out of his scrape or that he rode off in teddy roosevelt's yeah. care and then like that proves to be true i i don't even think it's that teddy roosevelt remembers him i think it's yeah. just happenstance that he yeah. happened to be there and that it sort of helped him politically to be seen helping these children yeah. i think right i think one of them says i think uh Denton says something about like oh he heard your story and he wanted to yes like, yes he heard your story and he wanted to show up which is like very self-serving like yeah. he showed up because like he knew it would like get him a few <laughs> points in the polls basically yeah but <laughs> the whole thing is Jack's about to leave to go to Santa Fe he's gonna go to the train train yes tracks. he's he's leaving his yeah. milk toast romance yeah. <laughs> too for Santa Fe and uh while all that's going on we see Davy, and he's finally buying a hundred papes because <laughs> he's going to take over. He, he's yeah, now he, the king he's of now, New York. He's, he, yeah, now he's the king of New York until Jack turns around and comes back, and he decides he's going to stay. Thirty seconds later, yeah, he, he's like, they go around everyone. the block on the horse and come back, and and everyone's cheering for him, and everyone's yeah. like, "Bye, goodbye." This seems like a pretty good ending, right? Like he's yeah. going to finally get to go to Santa Fe, and yeah. then he turns around and he's like. No, I'm not going to do any of that. And he makes the he makes Teddy Roosevelt drive him around in a circle back yeah. and drop yeah. him off. He's like, I'm not an Uber driver. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm the president. What are you doing? I'm the president. <laughs> oh, it's so Jack wonderful. Stays, he he uh, kisses Sarah, uh, and then they the four yeah I know, and then the four of them hug together, and then that's the end of the movie. Yeah, and that's it. And that's and then journalism is saved. Journalism is saved, <laughs> and now we have uh, now we have amazing journalism that is working really well for everyone. <laughs> Capitalism and journalism work. The system works, and no, no bad presidents ever happened again. And yeah, was, if the last four years it. have taught us anything, journalism <laughs> is working well. Journalism is perfect, and it's fine, and <laughs> and it's very trusted at this point by by the general populace uh yes and so of course now yeah and that was the end of print journalism i love to make fun of it but like but yeah it, I, it I was has say, so like, much what, heart yeah. yeah it's just it's fun and the, the music is awesome the chore the choreography is awesome young christian bale 
Mm. And it, I don't know. I just like it's kind of a feel good movie that you can watch with your family, and it's yeah, like, it. you don't have to think too hard about it, and it, everything <laughs> resolves semi well in the end. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Sometimes there's like, I think we have those movies from our youth that it's not necessarily because they're award winning or so great, yeah. but yeah. but they're just like something that feels very satisfying. It's like yeah. a comfort food, and Newsies is very much comfort food like it's all heart you know it just wears its heart on its sleeve so for me like i will never accept newsies slander on my timeline (laughs) do you ever see slander on your timeline about newsies oh yes (laughs) really now it's generally accepted as like a cult classic right Mm, like it's definitely a cult classic yeah i feel like now that you can find you're like you can find newsies twitter to sort of back you up and be like (laughs) yeah but like it's almost bad to dig into it this deeply. It's a little like yeah. dissecting a joke where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah it's not very good. <laughs> but, like, but that won't ruin it for me. I won't. No, no, it. nor should it. No, but yeah, it's like if you look too closely at it, you're going to be like, oh, this is this is full of plot holes. <laughs> terrible, terrible elements. I mean, but, it, yeah. uh, but as yeah, a whole, but it holds up and you love it's it. It's a joy. It's yeah. a joy forever. And one of my favorite musicals and yeah i think it's what is a, your favorite it's a must watch oh. i don't know uh of all time probably les mis okay i would well, say now newsies makes sense right <laughs> <laughs> i have a straw i have an overly developed sense of justice <laughs> and that's this and it speaks to me and you know and hamilton too but that's like that's such a overpopular answer yeah. that i feel like it can't can't be the real answer anymore and rent <laughs> everyone's like hey rent was like another one of those for me where it's like it was just a time a, yeah. a moment in time right yeah. that was the 90s was rent yeah i'm just like they're, they're all collectively like very similar themes that's why i just want to add yes. put them yeah, all together. they are well i mean so many musicals are kind of yeah. like a version of that just set in a different thing right yeah but, that's true um yeah so i don't know i kind of love that that whole genre a hundred percent but yes (laughs) okay so moving on to the final segment then um do you have a reverse of this which is a movie that you um that is well reviewed and loved by people that you think is actually a bad movie yes i do and thank you for asking um so (laughs) um now that i have spent so much time defending newsies i will tell you that the movie that everyone loves that i hate is no country for old men by the coen brothers (laughs) a far superior movie in every respect (laughs) and yet i hate it what do you hate about it okay so all of the things i love about newsies i hate about no country for old men so like not a musical it's It's not not a musical number one based on a true story not based on a true story no christian bale at all like um yeah so bad no mostly i don't like that it, i don't like movies that just have no heart like where everyone's mm. unlikable and everyone's bad and it's just yeah, this like bleak, bleak vision of the universe where it's sort yeah. of like if if given the chance people will stab you or whatever and i like mm. to me i'm like i i love gritty i love action movies i love you know like peaky blinders and things like that but yeah. like you have to give me something in that person that's like, yeah. but deep down, to root for. 
something or even yeah. if they're very unlikable but they're tortured in their unlikability <laughs> these people were just like yeah everything sucks and we're bad <laughs> like, yeah and so i don't know i feel like to some degree that's celebrate that sort of like cormac mccarthy the road kind of feeling that gets very celebrated yeah. in hollywood that's like i don't know i just i can always that see was, that it's yeah good it's good in the sense of like production values and acting and writing and all of that but it just leaves me feeling like i i went to the movies to like <laughs> escape mm. from all of that not to <laughs> you know like feel like there's no hope in humanity left you know yeah i get like that did come up a lot around that time like you said the road as well i think there's also um uh there will be blood all of those were kind of like similar in that yes um in that yes. vein of just yeah there's also a liam Neeson movie no Yes, there's a Liam Neeson movie called The Grey, and it's yeah. like where the wolves are chasing them. Mm. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to spoil it, so turn it <laughs> off. Like at the end, like you just think like, oh well, one, you know, it's like they're slowly the wolves are eating all of them, or they're dying in different mm. ways after this like what plane crash or something. And yeah. then like at the very end, like it, it leaves it a bit open, but it's sort of implied that like the wolf kills the last survivor mm. from the plane, and you're like. What have we been doing this whole time? <laughs> what was the point of this movie? What, like, so they all just suffered after the plane crash and yeah. died, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. And you're like, I don't understand what I was supposed to get from that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, unless you're like a wolf enthusiast, I would say that's in that same vein where you're just like, I. I don't know what we're what, yeah. what was the message like don't be in a plane crash because yeah. you'll get eaten by wolves eventually well i don't so, think that's i don't think that's well reviewed as no country for old men no so it's like a very different good point yeah that's not a coen brothers class but do, are you a fan of the coen brothers in general then because they do a lot of they're very talented i liked um oh brother oh brother where art thou i think mm. that was them and i, I thought that and that had music right <laughs> Maybe that's oh, yeah, the that's key. a musical. That's a musical. I I like that. I thought that you know it had more charm and and heart mixed in. So yeah, yeah, like I think. And did they also do um the one set in the hotel more recently? Was that them? Uh, why why can't I think of the title? Chris Hemsworth and no, that wasn't them. Oh, it like kind of felt like them. The like the um, oh, it had a long title. Yeah. Um. Uh. Like something El times something. at the something something hotel. Bad times right? at the El Royale. Yes, thank you. Well, that wasn't going. Brother. That wasn't them. But that yeah, you're right. That does feel like them. That was a good it movie. It kind of feels like I it like was that. a good movie. I, I kind of did like it too. But they were <laughs> that was a little more like uh, I don't know. Like the characters at least were. There's something to yeah. There's something. <laughs> yes, to... something. Oh boy. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say like that that sort of brand of of hopelessness kind of yeah. gets to me because i'm just like oh boy i feel like <laughs> i just took a downer <laughs> like, what was the point so gritty yeah. i will do like i love the godfather i love mad max i love you know like anything mm. like that great but it has to have some some like comment on humanity other than just it's all bad <laughs> and people can't be trusted <laughs> yeah i get that uh, well yeah and bonus points if it's a musical and yeah so you need you needed to be a musical with hope yeah basically that's what i'm saying now if they will make mad max the musical finally my hope all my dreams will come true that would be more insane than spider-man turn off the dark and i would be so there for it 
I would 100% be there on opening night. Um, it's just like yeah. Tom Hardy grunting to music for three hours. I would be there The guy 1, comes out on his feet with his guitar. Yes. It writes itself. It does, yeah. Uh, okay, well, this has been great. Um, do you have any final thoughts uh, you want to bring up on the mu- on Newsies or anything? I think we've covered pretty much everything. <laughs> I mean, I think we've hit all the high notes. I think we have, um, yeah. And the low notes, um, of which yeah. there are many, and most of the subplots. Um, thank you so much for yeah, having no me problem. on. Um, and, yeah. how, uh, so do you have anything you want to plug at the moment, and how can we find you online? Oh, excellent question. Uh, I am writing all over the, the worldwide internets, and I am going to point you toward the Belladonna, who is yeah. doing some of our best work ever right now. We just celebrated four years. Congratulations. And yeah, and then, you know, many projects sort of half in the works right now that I'm excited <laughs> to see what comes next for me once we all sort of come out of hiding. Yeah, definitely go and read all the Belladonna stuff because it's, it's so good. Thank there's so many so great writers coming out of that our current yeah our crop of managing editors has done just like a tremendous job both contributing and um editing the site and then um so many amazing writers and a lot of new writers like um yeah. you know a lot of they're sort of right now this fresh crop of people that i think have come out of uh are slowly coming out of the covid quarantine and are like maybe i'll try this weird thing i'm tired yeah. of baking bread i'll try writing satire <laughs> and so there's so much just like really sharp funny fresh um material coming oh, out and we love it yeah well thanks so much for coming on brooke been great thank you so much for having me this is uh amazing that's the end of the podcast if you enjoyed it please leave us a review and rate us on itunes so we can end up making more episodes and i'll see you next week for more movies that critics got wrong